Good evening. We are so thrilled that you have joined us either here on campus or online for our Christmas Eve uh, communion and candles and carol service. If we've not met, my name's Kerry Robinson, and I have the honor of being the lead pastor here at Eastside Church. And uh, for those of you who are here on campus, uh, I just want to let you know there's an old saying. I started my ministry in Tennessee, and there's an old saying that says, the front row is reserved for the pastor's friends. And uh, I just want to let you know I need a few friends on the front row. And for those of you who are not my friends, they're setting up chairs for you underneath the balcony. Just let you, let you know that, all right? So we are so glad that you're here with us tonight. It's a very special night. Moms, dads, we want to let you know this. Relax. There's nothing your child can do in this service that a child has not done in the last 25 years of doing this service, all right? Uh, so relax, enjoy. This is a family evening, and what we want to encourage you to do is uh, we're joined by Heather uh, Lake Bays and Gina Stuckey and Josh Wagner, and they are going to lead us in Christmas carols. And for these first three carols, since we're still gathering in, and I'm going to invite you, if you would, on campus to stand with us, and let's sing these together. So good to see you guys tonight. Join with me. Oh, come, oh, yeah.
tonight, as a part of our worship, we come to the place in the Advent season where we celebrate the birth of Christ. I know, I know, tomorrow's Christmas Day, but this is our Christmas Eve service. And throughout the Advent season, each of the weeks, we have, during our Sunday worship, prepared a different candle in the Advent wreath. Now, if you've noticed, these are not actually candles. They're pieces of pottery. They're oil lamps. And they were created by our resident director of Eastside Studios, Cameron Robinson. They come out of the life of Eastside Church. And each of these lamps that we have prepared each Sunday is a representation of the peace, the love, the joy of who Christ is. And now, on this evening, as a church, it has been our tradition to take and light the middle candle, which is a symbol of Jesus the Christ the baby born in the manger. And in case you've not heard the story, let me read it for you. From Luke chapter 2. About that time, Emperor Augustus gave orders for the names of all the people to be listed in record books. These first records were made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to go to their own hometown to be listed. So Joseph had to leave Nazareth in Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. Long ago, Bethlehem had been King David's hometown, and Joseph went there because he was from King David's family. Mary, who was engaged to Joseph and traveled with him to Bethlehem, was soon going to have a baby. And while they were there, She gave birth to her firstborn son. She dressed him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the inn. That night in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once, an angel came down to them from the Lord and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. The shepherds were frightened, but the angel said, don't be afraid. I have good news of great joy for all the people today, this very day, in King David's hometown of Bethlehem. A Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is because you will find him dressed in swaddling cloths and lying on a bed of hay. Suddenly, Many other angels came down from heaven and joined that angel in praising God. And they said, praise God in heaven, peace on earth, goodwill to those with whom God is pleased. And after the angels had left and gone back up to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go over to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. And they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph And they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. And when the shepherds saw Jesus, 
they told his parents what the angel had said about him. And Mary, Mary kept thinking about all of this and wondering what it meant. But as the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about God, about everything they had seen and heard, just as the angel had said. On this Christmas Eve, it is my sincere prayer that wherever you are, here on campus or if you're joining us online, if you're here in Anderson, Indiana or somewhere else around the world, that you will know the reality that the Savior who was born in Bethlehem was born for you. Traditionally in this service, we have lined altars around the front of this room. And members of our pastoral staff have stood behind those altars. And, and for those of you on campus, we have dismissed you by row from the back to the front while we sing Christmas carols together. This year, first of all, we're just glad to be able to have this service on campus. Last year, it was the best wisdom for us to be online only. But this year, whether you're online or on campus, we, we want to invite you in these next few moments as we sing together the carols of the season to remember who Christ is, that he was the baby who was born with a mission, a mission to lay down his life for your sins, my sins, and the sins of the entire world. And that on the night before he died, he, he gathered his disciples and he asked them to take symbols they had known their whole life that celebrated the deliverance of the people of Israel from Egypt. And he, and he asked them if they would let those symbols have new meaning. That the bread that they celebrated as the provision of God through the desert would be a reminder of the provision of God through Jesus' body that would be crucified. And that the cup which they drank, celebrating the blood of the lamb that was on the doorpost of their home that, that set them free from Egyptian bondage, that now it would remind them of the blood of Jesus himself that would pour out of his veins on a cross where he was crucified unjustly. And tonight, whether you're with us online or on campus, we want to invite you to celebrate the birth, the ministry, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus by taking those same elements, bread and cup. If you're online with us, You've already had instructions in the chat room, and we thank you for preparing. If you're with us here on campus, we're going to do something very unique, I think. As you came into this room, you discovered that these rows are six feet apart and socially distanced. And for most of you, you're sitting near someone that you know. And so what we're going to ask you to do is, over these next few minutes, 
you choose how you would like to take the bread and the cup. On your seat, or someone brought to you if we had to set up additional chairs for you. There's a little cup of juice, and on the top of it, there's a little wafer. And here's what we're gonna do. While we sing these songs, these chairs are not bolted down. They will actually slide around. And we're gonna invite you as family, as friends, as brothers and sisters in Christ, all around this room to gather into groups of your family or of people you know that you trust. If you, if you wanna invite someone into your circle, then that's fine. And you don't have to circle the chairs, but you, we invite you to take these moments. We're gonna sing six or seven Christmas carols. And at some point during the singing of those carols, if, if you would, as, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a family tonight, we invite you to take the bread and the cup. Now, if you, if you really, really do want to come and kneel in an altar to do that, because I know for some of you, that's a very important part of your Christmas Eve experience. We've placed four altars around this room. Two are in the front, two are in the back. And if you and your family would like to go to an altar, then we encourage you to take those elements with you and go and kneel at an altar while we sing and share together there. We only have one request for you. If you choose as a family to go and kneel at the altar, when you finish as a family, at each of the altars there are bags, please don't laugh, of wipes that are disinfected. <laughs> so that if you would just wipe the altar down where you've been there praying, and it'll be ready for whoever might want to come there next. And then we will, at a certain moment in time, after all of us have had an opportunity this Christmas Eve to share in the table, we will come back and we will remember who Christ is and what he's done for us, not just individually, but corporately. And so I invite you to sing the carols of the season, and at your discretion, take the elements of the Lord's table. Heather, would you lead us? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive
Jesus Christ is the breath of heaven. His Holy Spirit is very evident in our lives when we understand that we were created by the breath of God. On this Christmas in 2021, I'm not sure there's ever been a time when the people of the world needed to understand that any more than they do right now. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about letting our light shine, the Christmas light, that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And some of you who are here tonight have been walking through some very, very tough times. As I watched you come in, some of you mask, some of you walking through and looking at this room and realizing that for some of you, you've not been in this room in almost two years. You have watched faithfully online, you have participated in small groups, you have given amazingly, and you have been the body of Christ. But I am so convinced this year that what it means for us to be the body of Christ is for us to allow the breath of heaven to breathe in us. And so there's this passage that doesn't come from the Christmas story in Matthew or Luke, but it does come from the pen of the Apostle John. It's in a letter that he wrote near the end of his life. For those of you who know the story, John was the beloved disciple who was so close to Jesus. And he was also the one who stood at the foot of the cross to whom Jesus said, son, behold your mother and mother, behold your son. As Jesus was dying, he gave the responsibility for the care of his own mother to this man. And John was blessed with a long life of ministry and service. And near the end of his life, he wrote three short letters that are in the back of your New Testament. Now, some of you are, are really familiar with the big apocalypse that he wrote called the Revelation. But for me, these three letters carry as much or more depth than that one because they're very practical letters. And right now, in this time frame, I think it's the practicality that we need. Listen to what he says. The word, that would be Jesus, that gives life was from the beginning. And this is the one our message is about. Our ears have heard our own eyes have seen and our hands have touched this word. The one who gives life appeared. We saw it happen and we are witnesses to what we have seen. Now we are telling you about this eternal life so that with the Father, and he appeared to us, we're telling you what we've seen and heard so that you may share this life with us. And we share it with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We're writing to tell you these things because this makes us truly happy. On this Christmas Eve, 
gathered as families, old and young, far and near, here on campus and online. We are those who have seen the light. If you've not seen the light, I invite you to see Jesus. I don't invite you to see me. I don't invite you to see the Christian church in the Western world. I I don't invite you to see the great missionaries and the martyrs. No, I invite you to see Jesus, the one who was born in the manger for you. And whether you're a child or a senior saint, whether your life is full of joy and tonight you are celebrating because of all the good things that God has done in your life, or whether you stumbled in here broken and weary and wounded from what's happened in your life in 2020 and 2021, I just want you to know that some of us have, some of us have seen the light. We have been touched by his hand and we would like you to know that he wants to touch you too. And there's a tradition that we here at Eastside have been a part of now for these 25 years that we've had a Christmas Eve service. On your chair as you came in, there was a candle. Now, I want you to know that we promised you that we would give you a safe environment And I'll let you know the extremes that we actually went to. You see, we put all of those communion cups and all of those candles on your chairs, and then we sprayed them down with our hospital-grade disinfectant. (laughs) And then, to be honest with you, it dawned on me, I'm not sure if that stuff's flammable or not. So my administrative assistant, Wendy Fridley, and one of our other administrators, Carla Knowles, and I went and um, we lit one to make sure it wouldn't blow up. <laughs> and and then, we, then we ran that flame up and down a couple of others just to make sure that this is all safe. Parents, if you have small children, when they came in, they, they were given a bag. Kids, I hope you've enjoyed the gifts that are in that bag, but inside that you're going to find a couple of very, very small little glow sticks. Those are for you to participate in. But what we're going to do is we're going to symbolically share that light because we have seen and we have heard. We have, we've touched the hem of a garment that has brought healing and the promise of new life. And again, whether you're here on campus or you're online with us or you watch us tomorrow on demand or sometime in the next few days, we've done all of this so that we could tell you Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was born in Bethlehem for you. And all of these songs we sing and the lights of the season... They're all for this one simple thing so that your life can be changed and the darkness of the world can literally be extinguished by the light of Christ.
And so what we're going to do is I'm going to take the light of the Christ candle and some of our staff are going to come to the front and I'm going to light a candle in their hands and they're going to bring it to you. And in as safe and socially distanced a fashion as you can, like that, probably not. I'm going to invite you to shine the light of Christ in this room. And we're going to sing a song. And I'll tell you what, just to make this a little easier, would you do me a favor and would you stand with us? And let's stand and sing this song and pass the light of Christ.
from one to the other I wish you could see what I get to see because this room is a testimony to the fact that none of us can keep the light to ourselves but as that light has come to your candle I couldn't help but think as I watched that this might be a, a good time for some of us to simply bring to Jesus some of that pain, some of that heartache, some of that fear and anxiety, some of the woundedness we walked in with. Or maybe, maybe it's just a time for you to look at the light and realize that your life is better with Jesus. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. As Heather and Josh just play. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. And I'm going to ask you to take a moment to pray. If you're not a follower of Jesus, it, it, it's really simple. Just talk to Jesus like you're talking to your best friend. Because he loves you more than your best friend. And when you're finished praying, then you just blow your candle out. And when all the candles have gone out, I'll pray a prayer for all of us. Would you join me in prayer? you pray with me? Abba, Papa, 
thank you that of all the ways you could have chosen to speak to the world, you chose a baby in a manger, born of a young woman like Mary, entrusted to a young man like Joseph, and that you spoke to the world in the purest and most innocent of forms. Tonight, our world needs to hear you again. Tonight, the darkness often seems like it's outshining the light, and yet we know that's not possible. For even the smallest of these candles around this room has dispelled the light near us. And together, all of the candles create the amazing glow of your spirit. And so tonight we ask you, we ask you to meet us exactly where we are, to take whatever we have to offer, whether we're tired and worn out or whether we've been blessed beyond measure, we present ourselves to you because we want to see you and we want to touch and we want to know that you you love us more than anyone else. So on this Christmas Eve, may your light shine deep inside every one of our lives. And may we shine that light everywhere we go. For it's in the strong name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen.